Welcome to another edition of the Creators Outlet, sponsored by our friends over at the Inked Marketing Team. Inked Marketing, see what they can do for you and help your Kickstarter or Indiegogo today. Visit www.inked.marketing today. And we welcome our special guest today, uh, Mr. Morgan Quaid. And he is already in tomorrow. We're in the future. <laughs> in the land the down under. Good. <laughs> yes. It's, it looks to be a little sunny, so that's always good. It is. It's, it's sunny, a little bit chilly, but um, yeah, definitely sunny. Very nice. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I see that you're uh, a bit of a musical person. I am indeed, yes. Um, so yeah, I do, I do a fair bit of music uh, and uh, music production for film and TV and that sort of thing on the side. Nice. Um, mainly, obviously, guitars and stringed instruments. I'm not not so good on the um, anything with wind involved. I don't tend to tend to get involved in so brass and those sort of things. Um, there's a keyboard over there. There's a drum drum kit over there, but they're incredibly messy, so you can't see them. So everything messy is that way, and everything a little bit cleaner is is, is that way. Um, yeah, so I do do a fair bit with music, um, and then that helps to support the uh, the comics side of things and and artwork because I'm unfortunately not an artist. Um, uh, I'd love to be, but you know, we all kind of make that decision at some point. Are we going to spend ten or fifteen years? just learning how to do the basics and then slowly get better and better at it or am I better to invest in people that are much much better at that sort of stuff than I am so I went for the second second option um and the music helps sort of fund that and and help with um indie artists that I work with and all of that sort of stuff as well and hence getting into the the comic side of things um so I suppose I started uh uh writing as a as a writer looking at um, novels and those sorts of things and finding out very early and painfully just how difficult it is to get your stuff out there through a traditional publisher and finding an agent and all of those sorts of things um it's pretty horrendous for anyone that hasn't hasn't tried and it's the story that everyone tells you know a, a, you know a thousand rejection letters um and then the one that comes through except you, you don't often get the one that comes through so all i have is a thousand rejection letters which you know kind of made me think i need to think about other other avenues um and then uh, i eventually found comics as kind of a so I, I can't even remember the story of how i first found, i think i was just walking past a comic shop went in thought i'd have a look i don't have a history in comics i never grew up with comics other than I mean, can you call Garfield a comic cartoon sort of thing? That was probably my exposure when I was really young. Never really got into DC or Marvel or any of the classics. Um, missed that entire area. Um, I think I struggled with with the idea of what do I read versus what do I look at. I love the pictures, um, but the having to read along with the pictures, it kind of my brain didn't really <laughs> didn't work. So I ended up just tending to, to mainly read. Um, but yeah, anyway, walked into a, a comic shop um, probably about seven years ago or so, found primarily the image suite of comics and thought, oh my goodness, there's this whole world of comics that I didn't know existed that aren't traditional superhero comics. They're, you know, just a whole world of things. 
Uh, and then I just started buying and reading and buying and more and more money disappearing and going into uh, comics. And then I found out about indie comics and um, from there thought, well, why don't I just give it a shot? And this is another medium to um, to look at. And then from there just started different projects and fell in love with the whole um the whole thing was great and that's that's pretty much where i am now yeah. so how many how many comics have you put out so far uh so far i'm <laughs> i'm old enough that i'm counting with my my hands so so far there's i think four different projects that that i've put out there but all at, at varying like i haven't this is the first time I've really gone out and promoted and, you know, done online podcasts and those sorts of things. I've not done any of that before. Um, I, I was one of those creators sort of squirreling away on my own and and in the back of my head thinking, I wonder how I'm going to get this in front of people. But for a number of years, it's just been working without the promotion, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's a few projects that are with more traditional comic publishers that they i mean they take a while before they they see the light of day so there's a few of those coming up um probably next year um but obviously it's just been working on those in in the dark so none of those have really come to light uh, as yet um so i've got one web comic called shadow's daughter which was a really interesting it's still ongoing obviously it's an interesting thing to do because it's a vertical comic very different to the normal sort of thing um and i have recently run one kickstarter campaign based on that and then there was another one called idle thuggery which is a kind of a superhero story but from the perspective of uh, an up-and-coming henchman um so much more of the experience of someone um coming up through the ranks and all of the people dying around him left right and center um and he seems to survive uh, so there was that one but again that was a very small campaign and i was really feeling my feet that was my first uh, comic um and then there are four or five others in various levels of development that uh, i'm just waiting for the right way to sort of start promoting start getting them out there uh, all that sort of stuff so enmity is is the first one where i've really started to go all out with promotion and trying to figure out how to use facebook and I, I figured out yesterday, I don't know when I set it up, but I just realized that I had a writer page in Facebook, which was separate to my Facebook page. <laughs> and it had been running for years. No idea. Hadn't done anything with it. Don't even remember setting it up. So now it's the process of trying to figure out how that works. And yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, that's, sorry, a long-winded answer to a very simple <laughs> simple question. Well, that's that's fine. That's why we're here, you know. Cool. So this is this is the first time you've gone on multiple podcasts to uh, promote anything. I know I've talked to quite a few people that have gone the uh, the tapas in webtoons direction with their work first mm. to uh, to try to build an audience. Uh, got a young lady we talked to the other week from from Italy that's been okay. doing her. Uh, webtoon series for three years now yeah and uh she's a proper artist too she what she went to she went to comic school for uh quite a few years and uh has been 
honing and, and sharpening her craft ever since. And she's releasing everything they do is, uh, I guess, in seasons. So they run it like a, like a TV show, so they run it in seasons. So she's running X amount of seasons in a collected trade, but the collected trade is like about 230 pages. Yeah, that sounds very, very familiar. It, it's it's like, um, and apologies for people that are a fan of the genre, but I'm not a fan of the romance genre at all. <laughs> I can't I can't write romance. It's not my thing. But uh, at one time or another, as a novelist, I was looking, I was exploring because you know I think about sixty percent of the market is a romance type books, and I thought, well, you know, surely I can do that. I can just do something that has time travel and like demons and stuff, and it just happens to have romance in there. Surely I can do that. Looked into it, I can't do that. Um, and one of the key pieces of feedback that came back from romance writers that are very good at it, they were saying you need. Uh, nothing to happen over a long period of time and a lot of words and a lot of emotion, but you don't want things to happen. It's it's very slow moving in terms of the actual action, which is the exact opposite of the way I like to write. I like things to happen quickly and, you know, get in there and all that sort of stuff. And I want a lot to happen and complex plots. And so it just didn't work. But in a sense, the um, the web what I found anyways, webtoons or, or tapas or that that style of vertical comic, it is episodic in nature, but it's also you have a lot more time to tease out conversation than what you do in a standard you know print comic. Um, and for a while, that was a bit confronting to me, and I was thinking, how how the heck do I put this together with an artist, and then how do I do the lettering and the discussion? Uh, the, sorry, the um, you know the dialogue and all of that sort of stuff but then as i eased into it i realized well you can actually take your time you, you can have characters that have a lengthy discussion and you really get into depth with things you wouldn't normally cover um so it is a i found it's a very different medium it, it's also uh, i was putting together an episode yesterday actually um and i was reflecting as you're putting it together it's it's one of the most exciting things i can do as a writer because I'm not an artist, but again, I essentially get a pile of art from the artist that I've I've roughly given them an idea of what I want, mm -hmm. and then I compile it um, as I'm putting the episode together. So I compile, you know, the action and the, and I only have a very loose script that is based on a novel that I'd written originally. It's very very loose though, which means there are whole episodes in there that have nothing to do with the book whatsoever. They're just things that happen to put to come up. Some of them come up because the artist is a bit quirky and a bit different to what I've got in my mind. Um, and there's actually been two artists as the, the thing has gone on. So the artist will, um, you know, represent a character in a certain way. And I'll think that's not, I just didn't think of that guy as having a very full beard, you know. But then you think, but, but okay, but now that he does, what does that mean? And how can I, you know, so you can have a lot of fun with those sort of things. But it really is like you're creating and writing in one with what you've got to hand and trying to make the most of it and i won't lie not being an artist myself it's a um there is a financial uh driver to this whole thing as well because it's like i, I don't have time uh or the finances to go and get this done you know in a studio and to have 15 people you know i don't have an individual you know um 
someone doing the initial initial pencils and then inks and then flattening colors and then you know it's it's really a one-stop shop with myself and uh, i do have a, a, a colorist work with it and an, an ink guy but um yeah really really interesting and i get that whole thing that there's a massive amount of content and then you go to a kickstarter or something and you have x amount of pages so my first issue i think was 56 pages or something and it was just the first issue like it's it's fairly small there's not a huge amount that happens in there but it's still 56 odd pages um to get there so yeah really really interesting um the other thing i will say though and anyone that's on there will know unless they're hugely popular uh it, it takes years to get a following and then when you get a following of a certain size it's a good captive audience but it's really hard still to get those people to act on something like a kickstarter campaign at least mm -hmm. what, what I've found, it doesn't, the, the numbers don't translate, certainly not one-to-one, -one. Um, but it is a, they're really cool platforms to, you know, find a new audience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of people that are, are just tired of what the mainstream's putting out. Hmm. Like, uh, there's been, you know, I've, I've talked to people that have worked for Marvel in DC, and there's there's basically, like, about 18 superhero stories with the tropes that you can tell. Yeah. And they basically just put them in a blender, rename them and do them all over again, just about every year. And I'm like, it, it just, you know, it just doesn't work. I mean, I used to, I used to take, I used to show up to my comic shop every week and I would basically take one of everything. Ind independence marvel yeah. dc because i uh i'm disabled now before that i was working i was a i was a nightclub dj for like 30 years wow so yeah. i made i made what they would call tips which i referred to as my comic book slush fund <laughs> yeah. so i'm like you know Let's see, the mortgage is paid, the bills are paid. Uh, I put $200 on a gas card for this month. And yeah, I'm good. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's see what's at the comic shop that I can spend money on to occupy my time. You know, I played like one online video game and it was free. So I'm like, yeah, more comics, but I've, I found in the last few years, they're getting more and more and more expensive and we're getting less and less content. And now the, now the biggest thing is getting your books graded and, right. uh, <clears throat> and I'm like, that's, that always has me questioning things. I'm like, so there's like, Two, <clears throat> two major grading companies, CGC and C CBCS out here. But they've got X amount of thousands of people working for both companies. With that happening, how are you going to get a consistent grade on any given book? Because no two people are going to grade it the same. Yeah. 
it sounds like there's a little bit too much subjective stuff going on in there. Yeah, I, I a, a lot of it is the uh, I think the speculation community has has driven up like a false sense of worth in the market, and they're just you know they're just eating it up like you know sheep seeing like fresh grass. It's like they 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 just go and it's like all these variants, and then you have all the uh, all the comic book dealers, whether they're a store or or convention dealers, dishing out big money to to all these publishers to be able to get their own limited edition cover with you know with an art germ or a Lucio Perella or you know yeah from Mocha, whoever whoever it might be, that they're like, okay, this artist is trending very high. Let's get a cover from them, and we'll pay X amount of dollars, but we're going to make four times our money back because we're going to charge $150 for the set. And I'm like, yeah. I can buy the same book off the shelf with a cover that I'll like probably just about as much and maybe a little more because it didn't cost me $20. But then the regular price of the books, they're only about 22 pages now, 22, 24 pages of actual story content. And they're like $4.99, $5.99 a piece. So I complained about that, which drove me to back into the indie market where I could get, you know, better, fresher ideas, new characters, different stories. Yeah. You know, instead of the same old, same old. And I went from complaining about that to complaining about, ooh, why did I just buy one book for five times the amount that I bought that one for? You go, well, in my defense, all the people that are, clamoring over special covers with short print runs. These are the epitome of short print runs. Yeah. Yeah. Because That's it's right. if you if you had a hundred people sign up for your campaign, there's only a hundred copies of that book out there. That's right. And I know That's with with the conventions coming back uh at least over here uh, creators are starting to uh, to overprint, but like a, a just a small percentage, so they have goods to bring to the convention, so they can show people, you know, what they've done and 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 hope hopefully sell those and and move on move on to the next thing. But the other thing I found with the Kickstarter Indiegogo market is it might be one issue say from you or anybody else. Like you said, your first issue was 56 pages. Yeah. Well, that's like three comic books, like yeah. from the mainstream, you know, content wise. And I'm like, well, this is going to be better because it's a longer story. So this is like getting three issues all at once sitting down. I have it. I'm good. And there's also the other thing where people are supporting 
creators instead of supporting a big corporation. Yeah, and it's, I mean, for me, it's a whole new world um, and very exciting and very new still, even though I've, I've been writing comics now for a while. Mm -hmm. um, but the, like you said, the whole, the, I, don't, I have no idea what to call it, maybe collectible slash art side of the industry was something I'm completely in the dark about. So the whole idea of having, you know, limited runs with a, a specific cover and then pretty much anything that you put out there, you've got to have at least three covers and people are going to buy based on either the artist or what they like and, mm -hmm. you know, charging a premium for something because it has one piece of artwork that's slightly different to another piece of artwork, that both of which I think are fantastic. Um, it's really interesting and new for me um, and also a little bit absurd if I'm being honest because I've just not come from that background. I'm not familiar with it. And for, for me, and I think a, a lot of indie creators are probably like this, the biggest thing that we want or the biggest thing that I want, I won't talk for anyone else, is to be read. So I don't care i mean i care about the artwork i care about what it looks like i care about all of those things and quality and all the rest of it but my driving concern is i just want people to read it i want people to have the joy of reading the thing the way that i've written it and the way that the artist has portrayed it because i i am excited by that story and i know uh, i know the twists i know what's going to happen i know when they get to that page and they turn over they're going to go oh my god this is not this can't happen or this is amazing or that looks so cool or what that it's it's almost like i want people to have those experiences which are a slightly different version of the experiences i have when i create this and it's just words on a page and my brain is fizzing and i'm thinking oh that could be so cool and then there's a whole other level when you talk to an artist and then they get excited and then they start showing you sketches and you start thinking wow this is it's becoming a thing now and then they throw up things that you think I'd never even thought of that. This is so much better than the original idea, and you know, it develops and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it is. It's a whole new area for me. The whole idea of not just um, creating something that's a story or an idea or something that you care about that you want other people to experience, um, but then there's this added layer of the artwork and individual pieces of artwork and the collectability of those artworks and the individual nature of each of them which again for me coming from a, um, a music background as well is very very strange because the whole idea is uh to get a successful business and start making money and all that sort of thing you want it to be digital and repeatable uh, the two things that's how you make money you want anyone in the world to be able to get in and buy your thing and as many times as they can to come back and buy the same thing or a similar thing and all the rest of it. So the idea of, no, 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 there's only 20. And once these 20 are gone, you've lost, you know, that, that's a really strange and, and you know, exciting, um, yeah, new thing that I'm, that I'm looking at and trying to navigate through. There's, there's been a couple of campaigns uh, that I've, interviewed and and backed because well you know i got to do something uh <laughs> and one of them was done uh two writers both have 
their own IP books, but they would team up together because both of these things take take place in the same world, but in different time periods. Wow. Okay. Uh, but the uh, one of the writers, Matt, is also a rock and roll musician. Does all kinds of heavy metal stuff, uh, and has a band, and they release an album that goes with his books. Yeah. This time around, sadly, one of the guitarists and one of his one of his uh, very close friends uh, was in a uh, fatal car accident. 11 days after putting down tracks on this album. Oh, no. Um, very sad. S somebody, somebody ran a light and snuffed out his flame. So the last thing he did was put down tracks for this album. What they also did is they commissioned another artist to do an extra cover. And the cover is a portrayal of the passed away guitarist oh, wow. on yeah. the game of throne thrones made out of all his well you know for being a guitarist hundreds and thousands of his own <laughs> personal guitars oh wow uh and they they set something up that anybody that bought that variant the money, the money from that variant would all be donated to the family. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, with a thank you card. So, of course, I had to get that one. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, I also bought the album. Yeah. Because the new book actually had, at the back of the new book, <laughs> it actually, they put in all the lyrics and the you know where in the in in the story that music would come in if this was like a full-length animated feature yeah yeah and the other thing that got me is they did splatter vinyl oh wow so i'm like oh i gotta have one of these yeah yeah i'll 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 listen to it uh and then it'll 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 be signed it'll go up on a in a frame on my wall that's really cool and it's it's really cool how you can these sorts of indie campaigns can allow for that sort of highly individual experience mm -hmm. in reaction to something that's happened in the real world that, that means a lot to people and they can you know put that in as part of the campaign and people can kind of join in and help support and that is really really cool um Go and yeah I found out a big thing about that uh, that Matt let me know because he didn't know and somebody else told him because there's actually crowdfunders for music and then there's mm. crowdfunders for comics because his can because their campaign uh, did both they could swap back and forth where their campaign showed up on Kickstarter. 
Oh, they could all they could alternate funny. weeks. So one week they were listed in comics, the next week they were listed in music, and they gained like a nice percentage more of more people that wow, there's comics on Kickstarter. I only ever buy music here. <clears throat> That's interesting. That's so about four years ago, I think it was my first campaign. Again, very under the radar, very low. It was, I was first first comic. Um, obviously, I'm from a music background, so I I did the same thing. Um, it was a uh, in terms of an album that goes with a, with a book. So everything I do tends to have that because it's it's something I can produce that doesn't cost cost me anything, but it's you know people like it. But I, I wrote a, a selection of short stories and then commissioned a bunch of artwork to go with the short stories. And the idea was, yeah, you uh, a track listing of I think about 20 different tracks and you listen to that specific track while you're reading that short story and it, it gets you in the mood of what's going on, you know, in the world and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, and I love that idea. I think it was, there just wasn't much of that going on back then. And again, I did not promote it at all, which was really silly. So, you know, nothing happened. Um, but it's the same with the current one that I'm doing. Uh, again, there's an album attached to that and a theme song that kind of, you know, fits the post-apocalyptic kind of themes, but it's a bit rocky and a bit cinematic and all the rest of that. But then the actual content of the album um, are pretty much things that I thought, this is what the main character, Daisy, this is the kind of stuff she would listen to. So I'm kind of imagining her walking around the wastelands, you know, with the the... the the sole remaining uh, iPod or whatever it is that's still working that has these tunes on it. And the beauty of that is no one can say to me that that's wrong because no one knows the mind of the main character except the mind character, the main character and, and me, obviously. Um, so they can't say, come on, man, that, that sort of music doesn't really suit this thing because, well, it's, it suits her. This, this is the music she likes, you know? So it's a bit of a, bit of a cheat's way around that way. But, um, but yeah, I love that idea. It still works. Yeah, well, that's it. It's they can't, you know. I don't know why I'm always thinking people are gonna. Maybe it's, yeah. I don't know if other people are like this, but I'm always thinking, how am I going to defend what I'm doing against people that are that are going to say that doesn't make sense? It probably says more about my own mind than anyone else. Um, there's also there's a new project I'm working on with a, a friend of mine who's an artist that I've worked with a lot, and it's his uh, passion project. It's another post-apocalyptic sort of thing, very broody, dark, mother and daughter kind of um, struggling to survive in a very harsh post-apocalyptic world. The artwork is astounding, and we've been working on a track for that um, and just going back and forth, you know, on, on that sort of stuff as well. It's a really interesting thing because he's, he's also wanting to do just a, a single track but a different track for every issue that has different elements that reflect what's in the issue. So I think his next issue is going to have um, a, a burnt out church. So immediately we're thinking, well, church bells, you know, maybe some monks in the background, you know, really brooding, dark kind of cinematic stuff. Um, it's, just, it's a really cool thing because it kind of just adds a little bit more to the overall experience, um, yeah, which is nice. Well, let's take a look at your current program enmity that's the one 
26 backers, 24 days to go. You've got a goal of uh, 1552, and you're up at 976. Yeah, I think it's 62% or something like that. Yeah, just a little over halfway. Yeah. Not that I'm checking every every moment of every day, of course, but... Uh, <clears throat> were, were you glued to it for the first 24 hours? Oh, look, yeah, it, it's always like... It, do, it doesn't matter how many of these sorts of things you do. Yeah, you're always wanting to pay attention because I'm also... <clears throat> I'm so um, excited about even one person thinking this is cool enough that they want to read that as soon as someone does back it, uh, you know, I want to talk to them and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is really, you know, means a lot. Um, because it, for so long I've been writing in the dark and not had people I could talk to about these things um, and share the characters with and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, super exciting. And then you we're kind of at the midway point of the campaign now, and this is the point where you kind of hit the doldrums and things slow down and you try and think of new ways to get people interested. <clears throat> but it's this balance between... I really want people to get interested, but I also want them to be the sort of people that would like this. You know, I don't want to twist anyone's hand or spam them or anything like that. So I'm trying to find that um, that balance. Um, that's Daisy, by the way. So she's the main character. Hi, Daisy. <laughs> don't knock my head off. Yes, with your impromptu spear. Yes. Um, yeah. So let's let's take a look at the video. Cool. I never knew my father. Heard a lot about him though. But I never actually laid eyes on the old boy. Rumor is he's still around. Skulking in the shadow somewhere, stirring up trouble. Not sure what I'll do if I ever catch up with him. Ah! Hello, little friend. What are you up to this fine morning? So, uh, the video. Yeah. Did you produce that whole thing yourself? I did. It was, so I had uh, the voice of Daisy was not my voice because for obvious reasons. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so that was a friend of mine, Kath, um, who does voiceover work. So she did the voice and then yeah, everything else was, uh, was me. And the music was done with guitars that are around there somewhere. And a few other things that were put in there. But yeah, that was 
that was great fun to put together as well just because the artwork is there and again it feels like i'm i'm part of the creative process a bit more as i'm compiling it and thinking about what it's going to look like um and I, I just the setting and everything is just really cool it's that really nice kind of post-apocalyptic almost like old west kind of vibe um, yeah which is really cool well it was a great trailer i was like wow that's thank you music and the you know the the comic book panels like sliding in and out and yeah uh, it, was, it was great fun a little scary with be, beheading the raven and then eating it like it just came from kentucky fried uh <laughs> ravens or something that's my that's my favorite bit when the head goes you know flying into the air yeah really cool there's a shot of her um actually if you scroll down you'll see that the first shot of her she's got the spear and she's got a dead crow um <laughs> tied to the spear which i thought was quite funny awesome um, yeah <laughs> kentucky fried raven there you go <laughs> you've already got testimonials on the page yeah yeah i went um <clears throat> went out to a few people and asked them to read it and um a couple of them like mark i've known mark for for quite a while and he's someone that i threw ideas to years ago when i was just starting to write and all that sort of stuff so he's he's followed my stuff fairly closely which is nice um uh and yeah raya is a is a massive fan which is which is really awesome because he's also a top top guy same with sean so yeah it's just good to get some people um get some feedback from people that's really good it's always a good thing yeah and we have yeah. some background on miss stacy yeah. lucifer is a strange daughter yeah. oh boy yeah yeah so now we come to it so the whole the the central premise of the story is lucifer is insanely bored with his job so he quits and decides <laughs> to just go on a bender been there done and, that <laughs> yeah just goes out drinks does drugs does everything that he can sleeps with a bunch of women and one of them happens to get pregnant and then 16 years later we catch up with daisy who is lucifer's daughter but does not know who her father is and doesn't know really who who she is um but also the the lucifer in the story or the devil in the story is not the sort of traditional christian notion of the devil it's more of a uh, uh, uh advocate or a, or a so someone that works for god um as the voice to try and uh, keep balance between good and evil so his whole thing is he will whisper in the bad guy's ear and you know make them do the bad thing to, to balance out the good and the bad in the world because everything is about balance instead of things being too good or too bad um so of course garden of eden he's he whispers to the snake and then the snake you know talks to eve and then on we go so it's all that sort of stuff um so it's kind of partly set in a post-apocalyptic world and partly set in a heaven sort of environment where the angels are trying to figure out what to do because Lucifer doesn't want to do his job anymore. And the result of that is they need someone else to do that job. And the, the angel that they get to do that job is much less of an artist and much more of a brute. And that's 
how the whole world descends into this apocalyptic uh, chaos that we find Daisy in. We have our cast of characters, Daisy, Lucifer, the crow, for however long the crow is here. Uh, well, I haven't specified which crow, so there might be another crow that turns yeah, up. It's, oh, like, one. it's like, well, you do know there's more than one crow on the planet, right? Yeah. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic times, you don't know. This could be the last one. She might have eaten all the rest. That's right. That's right. Uh, shield guard and the Forsaken. The Forsaken are very uh, scary. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So they are, <clears throat> I suppose you could call them the Fallen Angels, but, um, yeah, there's a whole story which is kind of comes out more in the second issue around how things came to be the way they are. But in the first issue, they're, yeah, they're pretty gross. And, and pretty scary um and that yeah and the artist made some choices with <laughs> with with some of them that i thought wow okay that was not exactly what i thought but it's pretty cool let's let's keep it um, oh the the fact that some of them are wearing nothing but a chastity belt under the waist yeah that was that was the choice i was thinking of probably a, a spiked <laughs> spiked uh, undergarments and nothing else um but I mean, it's again, it's apocalyptic times. What are you going to do? You know, if you're a fallen angel, you're going to wear something like that, I guess. You might burn down there and you don't want nobody going there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, let's take a look at the covers. Yeah, so it's the. Oh, it's the daddy daughter cover. Yeah, yep. By Froon Studios. And this is um this is an alternate, I suppose, kind of a eighties throwback escape New York kind of um deal by um a friend of mine, Willie, who I'm working on that other project with. Nice, yeah. Yeah, this this cover is definitely a little more demonic than uh yeah and the first of course it is yeah that i like the snake wrapping around yeah and the thing you'll notice with the lucifer character as well he he kind of looks like jesus or traditional depictions of jesus which is a hundred percent on purpose to to kind of get away from traditional notions of the horns and the you know the red skin and all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. and he's always always eating something which I just think is just cool in a character that has such an impact on the world and the universe that he's, he's just always nibbling on something, you know, feeling carefree. He's um, always eating something and he's not fat. I hate him already. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you've got to be like either an angel or a fallen angel to get away with that. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> apparently I am neither. Ditto, ditto, neither am I. And we got some sample pages down here. Yeah. Taking place in Nevada. Yeah, no idea why I chose Nevada. I mean, why not? It's good good setting. Yeah. But you'll notice though on the on the first page it puts the uh, the version of Earth that it's on. 
which is a genius. So it says Nevada. I think it says version 1.2 or something like that. Yeah. The genius of that means if anything doesn't quite add up with the real world, I can say, yeah, but this is an alternate version of the world. So it's slightly different than the real Nevada, you know. We're Just in a, a different dimension. That's right. That's right. Did you, you see the sign post ahead? Yeah, that's right. Abel and Cain. Yeah. Lucifer just watching history unfold and getting more and more bored as the years go on. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. And then this is one of the pages from when the action sort of kicks in. There's a couple of you forsaken and the, the chastity belt garment. Nice and prominent. I, I don't think anybody's going to be cosplaying as, as uh, the Forsaken <laughs> anytime soon in the convention. Man, oh, part of me would love to see it. Just to, but yeah, I don't think that'd be allowed in. That's pretty rough. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you got there? Well, you want to find out? <laughs> Oh yeah, so this is booklet. yeah. So this is to to accompany you either get the digital or, or print version. It's you know uh, sometimes they just add this to the end of a comic, but I've done it as a separate book. Um, early sketches, how we decided on the characters, some of the things that didn't make it into the final cut. Uh, there's even a whole, I think there's there's four or five pages, yeah, down the bottom, which were the artwork that was originally done that just didn't work, and I ended up um, going with uh, Front Studio artwork instead but yeah and it's a little bit of the history a little bit of the story in there um so for those that want a bit more in-depth stuff there's um yeah some really cool things in there i lo i always love seeing that like character design and how how they ended up being in the in the shape they were in the story instead of previous versions that you might have gone through and yeah it's 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 cool it's like like watching the outtakes and behind the scenes of a, a film you really like or yeah I, I i really like that sort of stuff too well we're also one of the um rewards is to have your um have yourself drawn into a cast photo at the on the last page of the comic so we're going to have a page at the end with uh, lucifer and daisy and a few of the other characters almost as though they're taking a bow at the end of a play or something and then you get drawn in as one of those cast members. Um, that was a pretty cool idea as well because it's it's a way of because it was actually by the time we set up the campaign, it was too late to add in to the story. You know, sometimes campaigns they do that. You know, get yourself added into the background. Yeah, kind of a bit late for that, and it wouldn't work. But we thought, you know, a nice little um, cast photo at the end would be would be pretty cool. Yeah. The 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 cur the curtain bow for uh, the the end of Act One. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think it's a really really cool idea, and if we don't get enough backers for it, uh, I'm sure as well going to be sure as hell going to be in there, <laughs> and the artist will probably get himself in there as well. So there'll be a few of us. And the soundtrack. Yeah, so this is the soundtrack. So there's the the theme which you heard in the uh, video. Mm -hmm. um, there's also an alternate version of that, which is a cello ensemble version. It's it has some of the other features in it, but it's a it's a softer, more brooding kind of 
cello ensemble version and then the others are again the songs that daisy herself would listen to so they're kind of a blend of laid-back chill hip-hoppy kind of tracks there's no um singing on there because i i don't want the medical bills for when people listen to me sing um <laughs> not a singer um so for this one it's all just instrumental but it's something you can listen to in the background and all that sort of stuff as well so that's um yeah pretty much on offer for almost all of the um all of the rewards um yeah and i'm looking at the moment you'll notice that lucifer has that um kitty kitty t-shirt on yeah so i've uh i've got a supplier sorted out for that so i'm going to have a couple of giveaways of a t-shirt um for supporters um over the next few weeks um oh, nice. so it's pretty much just going to be whoever supported uh if they can share on their social media or if they've supported one of my you know our other projects um they'll just go into it and i'll pick them at random and off they go getting a free kitty cat t-shirt lucifer is going to give you the shirt off his back for that's supporting it. this project <laughs> that's exactly it not bad 12 12 tracks on the soundtrack yeah it's not huge but it's a it's a nice you know nice and then they have a similar kind of vibe uh, most of them so it's a, a nice chill kind of kind of vibe and you have a you have a listen now link in there and an album link over at bandcamp.com that's it yeah very cool yeah now so the rewards are pretty simple they get more obviously more complex as you go down but the um what i have done is we've got a us-based printer and an australian-based printer um because obviously I'm, I'm based in australia and posting things to and from here and there is is ridiculous uh, so to yeah. get around that i've got a us-based printer which means it can be cheap and quick to get to us backers uh, and i'll do the same sort of thing in australia for those that are kind of further afield it's probably a little bit more problematic but um you know we'll work out what we can for those guys as well but yeah so definitely for us backers um don't worry about there being exorbitant costs uh, for postage um because it's not coming from australia that's always a a good idea and i i always said before that you know if uh you couldn't get a way around the the postage or you didn't want to go with you know a local printer to you know someplace like like uh, the lower 48 uh the digital is always a good a good option just so more people can read it yeah yeah exactly so you can you can pretty much get everything in the digital uh premium bundle <clears throat> the only thing you miss out on is obviously the uh the cover the limited edition cover but um yeah but everything else is all there and uh in the digital premium you can just you can just download the album yeah well so the digital premium i'll i'll send everyone uh a, a full copy of the album in mp3 um format to download as well as the pdfs for the um the main comic and the behind the scenes booklet as well very cool i'm also i'm not sure how far i'm going to go with it yet but I, i'm also in the process of writing 
to novellas or you know smaller kind of essays or books to go along with it one of them is kind of a backstory of daisy and where she came from uh, and another one is written by an old guy who is an old historian finds a bunker in the middle of nowhere that no one's in there and he's got enough food to last a couple of months and then after that he's on his own but he finds a laptop that works a little bit of gasoline enough power through a generator uh, and a printer with some paper. So he decides to essentially write a history of the apocalypse and what happened and who and why and all that. But of course, he's got limited time, limited power, so he can't afford to edit anything. It's just stream of consciousness, right, 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 and get as quickly as he can. So those two um, I'm probably going to include as as giveaways at some point. I'm just not sure how yeah, how far that's going to go, but that's that's coming as well. Then we have the the basic print. Yeah, which is essentially just the um, uh, the comic, and then the digital version of that as well, um, thrown in. Yeah, the the PDF will come with everything here on down. That's it. Yeah, and the print premium gets you uh, both covers. Yeah, so that's that's the behind the scenes book, the blue blue one, and then the, mm -hmm. the normal one as well, and the the album, of course. Yeah, so it pretty much gets you everything, except the um, limited edition cover, which of course will be the cover everybody wants. <laughs> well, so this is the thing. There's the limited edition cover. If we uh hit the mark and then go past that some of the extra rewards the first one is an additional cover that's done by another great artist i work with um and that um he's been working on that on the side and i've just been looking at it and that is another amazing cover so people are probably going to be a little bit spoiled for choice if we get to that point but um we'll deal with that when we get there i'm pretty much going to give everyone the option so if Whoever buys the limited edition, they can put whatever they want on the front and whatever they want on the back. So they can have one cover at the front, one cover at the back. That's fine. Whichever one you, you pick. And then if we hit our next milestone, that can include the um, the additional cover um, as well. Nice. Add-ons. Yeah. Okay. So these, these are some of the other go. ones I was talking about. Yeah. So... These are the other projects I've run. So Shadow's Daughter, that's the webcomic one. Um, that's oh, 58 pages. There you go. So that's that's the first issue of that one. Um, I'll, I'll be running another run of print run of that or a diff, slightly different version in uh, issue two a little bit later in the year. But um, that's for the PDF of that one or the PDF, three PDFs of Idle Thuggery, which is the, the first story arc. Um, 114 pages in total so it's a good solid story arc it's fairly cinematic the way that it's drawn it's a little bit a little bit different mm -hmm. but some really cool ideas in that one that that one as i mentioned is the one with the um superhero story from the perspective of an up-and-coming henchman um yeah so they're they're available and then um the other one that i mentioned the rust chronicles anthology so that's the book of short stories um that oh, i mentioned nice. earlier artwork and short stories um or they can just grab the whole lot in one bundle if they want as well 
So it's pretty much everything we've got at the moment. Everything you got. And the, well, the Rust Chronicle is 196 pages. It is, but that's the, there's a lot of writing in there as well. So it's not all um, artwork. Um, there's artwork throughout, but it's it's short stories interspersed with artwork rather than uh, comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, kind of like an illustration at the beginning of the story, and then you go, that's wrong. You, you go on. Yeah, exactly right. And there, and there's a few full full page spreads, and then there's, um, yeah, at the back a few different. There, there's a lot of artwork in there, but it's not um, um, sequential art all the way through. Um, but it's uh, kind of the it's the story of this city called Rust, which is a dream world um, city. So it's a city that people are dreaming about, and it seems to be the only constant when people are dreaming. And the story goes that some people, particularly younger people, um, dream themselves into this city, and some of them can't get out; they get trapped there. Mm -hmm. So um next not next month the month after i think i'll be launching a campaign for a, a comic called whiplash which is the first comic from that rust chronicles world and so this book kind of is the background of what what's happening where this city came from um and then the comic is the first real story to actually bring you straight into into that um that world um yeah that that's actually my um i don't know what they call do they call it a tent pole franchise or whatever the the fancy dudes over in hollywood say that's that's the big one so the rust chronicles one is i have four issues of one comic already complete which hasn't been released uh two issues of whiplash which are going to start to come out shortly uh three novels um the book of short stories an album and uh two more one graphic novel and a comic all part of this one one world but slightly different stories that take place so that's that's the one i've been waiting on that's you know how everyone has their kind of baby that's the one they care most about that's the one that's that's my baby right there so yeah that one's i'm really excited about that one starting to come out um this year um really cool so but they're all my babies well, yeah obviously <laughs> so what you're telling us is uh, we need to get the book, but the 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 bigger bundle, so we'll have the option if it reaches the right stretch goal to get a third cover, and then we all need this super serious bundle because who doesn't want to read a story about a about a a mob henchman who apparently has a horseshoe up his backside because everybody's <laughs> dying around him but him. Uh, <laughs> Then you have yeah. your, your other uh, webcomic and the uh, the big book of uh, short stories that is going to be launching its own physical comic very soon. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Stretch goals. Here we go. <clears throat> yeah, so this is the... this some of the drawings that are part of the cover for the Moses May variant. And I've seen the full cover. I haven't released any of that yet, but it is, um, it is amazing. Um, and his, his artwork style is really, I really, really love. So yeah, if we hit the three, 3000 mark, so that's 3000 Australian, by the way. So it's obviously different uh, in US dollars. 
Mm -hmm. um, Kickstarter has that quirky thing where you can only do it in your own currency, which is a tad confusing if you're dealing with an overseas market. But anyway. Yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten <laughs> used to it uh, a little bit. I, I can't figure it out by myself. I'll, you know, I'll just look and they'll be like, oh, it's this much in euros. And, and then like in like a light shadow print, like underneath, it'll tell you approximately how much in, in U.S. currency. And I'll be like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. Just give me the book. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I bought an original piece of art off, a, uh, off the creator of a series called Life on Korra. And uh, that's on the way to me from uh, New Zealand. Right. Right. So, so he's like, I want, uh, send me this much. I go, wow, that's cheap. He's like, it's because your dollar is not worth anything anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot more to me. And uh, it's going to be a lot more than what I put there. That's just the the translation of uh, currency swap. I'm like, and then I did. I go, oh yeah, now it makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, the good news with that variant is, I I don't know how I'll go, but as long as the campaign is funded, I mean, the cover's done. I'm I'm not likely to hold on to the cover and not release it if if we don't make that amount. But we'll see how we go. Um, if we had the next one, that one of the characters is a pug in the um, in the book, mm -hmm. uh, in the comic. So we had an idea. A friend of mine does um, uh, animal portraits. She's amazing at it. Um, so we had the idea we would do one uh, standard portrait and then pug of the apocalypse, if you will, which will have a kind of um, Mad Max version of the pug with the goggles and the horned helmet and the you know <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Oh Just my god, that would be awesome. Know? <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm hoping we get to that one because that that would just be so so fun to see uh and our one of the artists actually has a pug we, we as we were building the story we had a choice of which which animal we chose and you know it was going to be a you know labrador or a you know uh, something a bigger dog and then he suggested oh we could do a pug you know because it's funny and we, of course, we have to go for a pug. A pug survive not only surviving the apocalypse, but being one of the key characters in this apocalyptic group is kind of hilarious because his only survival mechanism is cuteness, but um, seems to work. Um, yeah, and then if we really hit it, then essentially I'll be building out a new uh, short extended version of the comic. So a side story either of Lucifer or uh, Daisy or um backers will vote on it so it could be the crow maybe they want to find out more about what was going on with the crow before it um encountered that what, what happened to the crow what happened to that the crow just wanted to commit that terrible act of suicide <laughs> by daisy and uh be eaten yeah well you know, I I mean, I, I have a story planned out for the crow. So if we did get to this point and people were voting on it, I already have a story planned out. Um, <laughs> the crow was kind of the easiest one to write just because it's a bit absurd. But, yeah. So vote for the crow and uh, <laughs> the book will get done real quick because you just got to hand it over to the artist. You just got to hand the script to the artist. Well, that's it. That's exactly right. 
Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's the team. You're looking up at the team logo and a little perplexed. <laughs> yeah, Friends and yeah, so Alex um, has done most of the artwork with help from Frunz. Um, sorry, there's two Alex. Um, Alex Brosnick has done most of the actual artwork stuff, and, and Alex Avaraz, he kind of manages it and does storyboarding and all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> um, I think Frunz helps with um, colors and, and also managing. So they're really, really, really cool. Sasha's the, the friend of mine that does the, uh, she calls it Doodles by Donut because Donut is her dog. Um, and she does dogs and cats and all of that sort of stuff. Um, really, really cool. They just look amazing. Um, uh, and then Vanilla Groove is actually my um, uh, production, music production kind of company. Um, oh, cool. For the, for the thingy there, yeah. And then the two artists below are the ones that have done the um, covers. So Willie's done the, the current limited edition one, and then Moses has done the um, stretch goal um one and they are both amazing artists and um really cool guys and that's that's pretty much it playing us backers aussie backers yeah oh very good nice accent <laughs> you know i try <laughs> but the the tough one was i i talked to uh the creators of Anunu Warriors uh, from from Hawaii, and uh, I I get, got a couple of actual native Hawaiian words down good, and he congratulated me on one of them because he even has trouble saying that one. But uh, <laughs> I go cool. I go all the years of watching Dog the Bounty Hunter and Hawaii Five O finally paid off. <laughs> There you go. That's it. Of course, you can uh, contribute like an extra ten dollars to your to your pledge because you like the you like the uh, project so much, and you want to see what that third cover looks like, and uh, you want a cute Mad Max apocalyptic uh, picture of a pug. Yeah, pug of the apocalypse. That's what we're we're aiming for wondering what it's going to look like in a in a spiked helmet and a machine gun across its back. <laughs> uh, the digital basic is uh, oh, it says it's about $10 in the US <laughs> and uh, 12 more in uh, in Australia and the uh, Digital premium is fifteen dollars US, and the print basic is twenty one dollars, which gets you the the print edition and the uh, and the theme song. Uh, Thirty dollars gets you the print premium, uh, basic edition. Uh, the full soundtrack, uh, behind-the-scenes book, and all digital rewards. 
and limited edition, which will. Oh, I like our prices better, man. Everything's more expensive down there, huh? <coughs> it is. Adam wasn't fibbing. Uh, <laughs> so about about fifty five dollars uh, U.S. for the limited edition, which will get you uh, both covers. Uh, with unique cover uh, and it was signed by the whole creative team. Cool. And all the digital rewards, of course. I like I like my indie books signed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good well, you, you, it's yeah, it kind of connects you to the group that put it together and yeah. That and how often am I going to fly to Australia? That's exactly right. Not often. Not often. Yeah, the the, the answer would be never. Uh, <laughs> I I don't I don't see me ever getting on a plane, ever. I uh, I have a thing for I might you know you never know I might like you know kill two years of time and you know go on a boat but. Yeah, it's. I mean, we're a long way away. We're, even by plane, it it feels like you're on a boat. Yeah, it's long it's. Way away. It's gonna feel like you're, you know, on uh, on a rocket ship going to Mars. It's like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? No, we're not. Oh, very nice. I see you have a retailer tier. I do indeed. I do indeed. Excellent. I will have to tag my friend Danny Morales from the Collective in Central Florida. They do a huge amount of uh, of indie business. Right. Um, <coughs> well, they they yeah. too have a podcast because everybody has a podcast. <laughs> As, as um, we speak, there's nine other podcasts that I'm subscribed to going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing with that one is, um, particularly if we get to the next uh, reward and the Moses May cover is out, um, the comic book stores will get the option of, do they want the standard one? Do they want the new one? Do they want to mix? Um you know, oh, very so cool. Flexible with that one. So yeah, ten uh, retailers can get uh, a ten issue bundle for about a hundred and one dollars. Not too shabby. Come on, retailers, what are you waiting for? <laughs> it's limited to 30, but there's still 30 left. Come on, get on this. And 200 Australian or uh, 156 US dollars, you can join the cast photo for Curtain Call at the end of issue one. That's it. Yeah. It's going to be good fun. Somebody has already added themselves in. So there are only four spots left. Yeah. 
and for about $195 uh, US, uh, you can pledge to become a background character in Enmity Issue 2. Yeah, so we're building that out, starting to build that out shortly. So we thought, well, we'll give people the opportunity if they want to get involved in that one early. Um, yeah, why not? And either as an angel or a demon or a human pug, whatever, you know. I want to be a pug. <laughs> I just want to be small and be able to buy clothes at a regular store. <laughs> uh, there's five of those available. So, man. We'll be sharing this out and uh, I'll be tagging a bunch of my friends and uh, I'm, I'm sure my friends uh, Trish and Mike will be fighting with each other. Huh. Not about backing the campaign, but which or how many tiers to back. <laughs> <laughs> now this is the, this is the big one. So this is Ooh. pretty much, you want to you want to join the creative process and you want to write as part of the enmity story so it's writing an eight page um comic um what i haven't got here no i mean obviously there's a, these are extremely limited um but if someone does pick this up my inclination is to double the page count um paid for by myself to get to uh, 16 pages so it's 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 close to an issue um and it's pretty much again a side story that we would work on together um the you know work with the artists do the storyboarding get it all together uh, as mm -hmm. quickly as we can so we can get it out to, to backers because this would be included as part of the um uh, the comic build so it would be they would be credited as a writer uh, and a producer with the whole thing, but um, it would also be added to everyone else in the. Uh, so that they'd basically be a writer on the as, as part of the enmity process. I have no idea how much interest there is out there for that, but I thought I'll put it in there. There might be someone that's really keen to get into comics, but they'd prefer to get into something that already exists, already has its own world, or whatever the case may be. Might not be of interest, but if it is, man, that would be great fun to work on. Yeah, uh, let, let me do my sales pitch. Only 1,500 Aussie or 1,165 US. There you go. A bargain at any price, as they say. Yeah. Or to quote Robocop, I'd buy that for a dollar, but it's not a dollar. <laughs> But that that is uh, that's a very that's a very cool idea too. Uh, this is going to be the first. I've I've heard of people being able to uh, basically pick a plot for like you know like a four page like mini story hmm. that. Uh, you know, they were going to be able to be basically like a background character 
um, involving one of the main characters of that of that uh, Kickstarter's book, uh, and they may or may not be, you know, brutally murdered in this story. Who knows? <laughs> um, but I've I've never I've never heard of uh, actually uh, being able to be. Hey. Uh, you need to figure out what you want to write and then we're going to work on what you're going to write and then we're going to storyboard it and uh, get the art done and we got to hurry up and do this because uh, this has to go out with the books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's kind of a, a crash course in how do you quickly write and build a comic and get it out there. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously I've got, you know, three or four ideas um ready to go that i could sort of say hey look here's some things i've thought of you know if you wanted to pick one of those and run with it or and i, I would obviously help you know edit and work on the script and all that sort of stuff so um and this would this would be what i was working on so i would be as quick as i could to, to get this part turned around um but yeah mm -hmm. it's we'll see we'll see if it's of interest it's definitely an option um, and obviously the the reason why it's uh, the amount that it is is because there's a, a big chunk of artwork involved in that. Um, so that's yeah, there's a there's a big chunk of artwork, and there's a lot of members of the team that uh, need to be compensated. Yeah, yeah, you you're pretty much yeah building building a short comic, um, and that's kind of what it takes. Yeah, but afterwards they could sign their own comic. And and have it graded and try to sell it on eBay and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> this is like one of a thousand. There's only a thousand of these. That's it. That's it. Get it before the writer gets hot. Yeah, All the stretch goals and the add-ons. There's a lot of stuff in here. Yeah, well, I tried to tried to make it as full as possible and to let people I know, I suppose, because one of the uh, things that you don't want is to back a project and then you know that project just dies off and nothing happens. You know, mm -hmm. if you really want it, want to see more of it. So I suppose this is to give people a little bit of confidence that. Um, there's a lot more that we've got, and the plan is that this will be an ongoing, you know, yeah, company effectively or publisher. So, um, yeah, it's to give a bit of confidence that there's there's more going on, and this, and I suppose you're part of this. This, um, I mean, a lot a lot of indie creators are doing this. I think where they have four or five different titles under their own banner, and they're sort of saying, hey, it's the such and such universe, and you can be part of it, and which is the same thing for super serious comics i suppose it's yeah but you yeah. you also want to uh a lot of people are hesitant in backing uh somebody they don't know or somebody that's brand new to the scene be, because they're like oh great what am i gonna get i might get a number one and then never see a number two yeah and but you know your show your showing was no no this is just one of many books. I've got three issues of Idle Fuggery in the back. 
Shadow Daughter uh, in print, plus it's a webcomic. I've got this anthology, Rust Chronicles of, of short stories, and you can get everything all together. So you can read just about everything we've done. I still like yeah. that, I still like that limited edition cover. Yeah, I like I like even even the the neon sort of colors and uh, yeah, uh, I do like that. And I like the the way Daisy looks in that that one. It, it's the most realistic portrayal of Daisy, which was really cool to see because um, she's obviously more cartoonish in all the other versions. Yeah, but that was that was cool to see that. And it, I mean, he's basically turning. A highly stylized version into something fairly realistic which was pretty awesome to see and i love that spear man we went through some back and forth on the spear or the weapon it could have been a sword could have been a this could have been a that and i just love the idea of something that looks like it's been just bolted together from scrap metal but it also looks pretty wicked and like it would hurt a lot yeah well you you can tell yeah it's definitely something just something I found in the dirt in the Nevada desert on this different earth and bolted to a stick. <laughs> That's right. The stick doesn't look like it's sturdy enough for a bolt that big to go through, but no, this I... is why it's a comic book and not a movie. That's... That's because not... then the we because then the weapon would be much bigger. Yes. And it, I presume it, fairly heavy. Yeah, it it made me, at, with the with the points here, it made me think, uh, um, maybe it was like the jaw of some like mutated animal or something. But then I saw the other pieces, and I go, no, it it almost looks like uh, almost looks like one of the weapons from uh, from the old Halo games. Oh, it does too. Yeah, like the the blaster that has those two you hold it in the middle and then yeah. it's got the two pieces that come down yeah yeah i think this would hurt more though it kind of looks like it would have a bit of tetanus and a few other nasty things in it as well so you know if you got jabbed with it you might not die straight away but you're gonna die at some point you know? yeah you know you know fair, fairly quickly you know it's gonna hurt going in but it's gonna hurt a lot more coming out <laughs> that's that's exactly right you know like uh the the line from the sheriff of nottingham in the uh kevin costner robin hood movie uh when he goes I'm gonna cut out his heart with a dull spoon that's right why that's a dull right. spoon Cause it'll hurt more, you twit. <laughs> That's right. That was a classic. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get a Robin Hood that has no English accent whatsoever. I mean, they didn't even try. Didn't, yeah, didn't, didn't even didn't try. Didn't even try. They're like, no. Do your best English accent, and then they heard it and were like, "Forget it, just talk." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do your best Kevin Costner accent. Okay, that's fine. You know. And, you know, it wasn't just him. You know, Will Scarlet, too. 
I guess because they're brothers, uh, yeah. neither one can have an accent. <laughs> hey, it was still a, it was still a fun movie. Yeah, it was. It was. There were a few, I think, that within a year of each other or something. There was, or a couple of years. There was. There were definitely two of them, maybe three. Oh yeah, there's there's no shortage of Robin Hood movies. No. There is, however, a shortage of good Robin Hood movies. Yes, true. <laughs> true. Same thing with King Arthur movies. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what's the best King Arthur movie? Uh, I don't know, Excalibur? <laughs> <laughs> Is that cover? Yeah, yeah. That it, I, I didn't even, I wasn't even paying attention. But in the, in the bigger picture, you can see uh, Daisy actually looks like a real person here instead of, uh, yeah, kind of like a an animated or 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 manga character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, depending on how things go, I'd love to get. Uh, Willie, the the artist, to do a maybe a side issue in his style, like a little bit more realistic. That would be pretty cool to see as well, and, and even to see how he interprets the the kind of uh, they're called Forsaken, the the fallen angel characters. Mm -hmm. I but I want to see how he draws a cod piece. Basically, that's what I'm most interested in. How, how did he draw that spiky cod piece? Lifelike spiky cod piece. Because you know, if it's if it's a little less threatening. We might be able to get somebody into a purple jumpsuit and uh, make that piece out of foam for them and let them come to the conventions. <laughs> oh, he's doing his eat. He's eating. Always eating. He's on yeah. a perpetual lunch break. That's what it is. Yeah, and it, it just, I mean, what do you do when you're bored? You, you eat. So Yeah, he's sadly. He's always bored. He's always bored. That's how I, yeah, I know. Same thing. That's how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. How'd you put on so much weight? Go, I don't know. I've only been eating ice cream and drinking soda. <laughs> well, <laughs> that'll do it. Very cool project, and you get some other stuff to back it up as well. So yeah, with the with the right pledges in here, and of course, we want everybody to the you know to check it out and pledge. If you're a little short on funds now, please share this out to all your social media platforms. You know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, wherever you like to get social with the media, sh share this out and and tell people about it and uh, and get it out there. Definitely uh, hit the save button on the uh, on the Kickstarter page, so it'll remind you to go back and uh, and pledge before the campaign's out because you know there's still 24 days left. There's yeah, plenty of time to get in on this, but. Uh, sooner than later would be the key. 
Yes, yeah, that would be good. And particularly some of them are obviously limited. So once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of limited tiers. Uh, don't forget about all that cool uh, digital swag you can get, uh, not just of this book, but of, of other projects that uh, Morgan has as well. And uh, Morgan, where where do you uh, where do you like people to follow you so you can interact with the uh, fans of the book? Uh, yeah, well, um, so uh, Facebook, um, uh, I think it's Morgan Quaid writes is the the page um, at, at Morgan Quaid writes. Um, uh, Instagram slash Morgan Quaid um, is fine. Um, yeah, that that's probably ideal. I, I have a, a page where I review indie comics um, as well as publishing my own stuff, obviously. So if you go to www.superseriouscomics.com, um, that's my main site. You can contact me through there as well. And there's lots of um, indie projects that I review that, that go up there as well as uh, my own stuff. Um, and that's also on Instagram, Super Serious Comics, and um, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Same with my name as well. Um, so, yeah, anywhere there. And by all means, anyone uh, watching, listening, if you want to know more, if you're interested, just shoot me a message, get in touch, happy to chat. Um, um, yeah, always happy to talk about, about this stuff or even, you know, if you've got one of your own projects and you're wanting to chat, why not? I like to chat. Yeah, reach out and stuff. talk. And if, yeah. you're from the, if you're from the States, you can talk to somebody in the future. That's right. They can, That's they can right. tell you how the day's turning out already, you know? Exactly right. If it's burning behind me, that's a good sign you need to get up and leave or do something else. Um, but at least you'll know. <laughs> it's it just letting you know that, you know, you have six hours left. Yeah, that's right. Enjoy them because it's all going downhill very quickly. And then Daisy's going to cut your head off and eat your arm for, for lunch. But <laughs> just like you're a crow. But Morgan, yeah. I want to I want to thank you so much for for coming on and, and and talking with us and telling us all about this project. Uh, I really I really dig the art and uh, what I'm hearing in the book, and of course, you know, spiky god pieces. What, what's what's not to love? <laughs> thanks so so much, Will. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it's been great fun, and uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, I'll keep keep working on those cod pieces and see what I can come up with next time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I will be downloading the audio for this and I'm going to go up, up on my uh, podcast platform and I will tag you in those on uh, Twitter and Facebook when they're done. Great. Fantastic. So thank you very much. Uh, all the best. And uh, we will hopefully uh, talk again soon. Cheers. Thanks, Will. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers.